Um, okay, brothers for brothers. My man, take it away. How did you get started on this? How did we get started on this? To be honest, brother, uh, in a nutshell, this uh, our group, Brothers for Brothers, sort of uh, came together after a uh, my marriage separation. I've uh, been married 17 years uh, to my wife and uh, was separated for two. And the reason why we were separated is because I was unfaithful. I had an affair uh, with someone else. And through that affair, I had a, uh, a daughter to that to that person. So I, uh, I was living two separate lives. I had, I had two little boys of my own uh, at the time to, 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 my, to my wife and my marriage. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I was unfaithful. I was unfaithful. I had met someone else. I had uh, continued this sort of relationship um, outside, of, outside of my home. And uh, as a result, I, uh, I ended up having a, another daughter to this, mm-hmm. to this, to this person. And I kept that to myself for, I kept that to myself for two years, bro, two, almost three years. So living two separate lives, like I was saying, and, uh, and really, really struggling with, uh, with depression through that, through that two year period that I, I kept that secret to myself. I didn't tell a soul, man. Didn't tell a soul. Um, um, very, very suicidal in that two years. I'd never experienced anything like it before. Um, and I guess if we're going to go deep with it all, I, um, I, I kept the secret to myself. I, 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 I didn't know how I was going to get, get out of it. I was very, I was very good at, at, at lying and cheating and hiding things. And I just didn't know how I was going to get myself out of trouble here. Um, my marriage was sort of going down, downhill at the time uh, because of a lot of the things that I had done, the, the, the person that I turned into, a lot of the dis- decisions that I had made. Um, caused a lot of harm to to my marriage and to my family, um, and so this one was just uh, just a, just a tipping on the iceberg. This one here, and then once this this person told me that I was, that 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 she was she was pregnant with my with with my daughter, I um uh, my whole world just crumbled. Bro. I, I I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how I was going to cover. I didn't. I just didn't know where to go. So I just thought the best thing for me to do was just to keep it to myself. Don't tell a soul. And so I kept that to myself for two years. But over that two-year period, that's when I really struggled. Anxiety, uh, depression, backed off into a corner big time. Um, my marriage was sort of crumbling at the, at the same time as well. So there was nothing positive in my life. I was playing a lot of sport. Um, I loved sport. I was good at it. I was training four or five times a day. That was sort of my outlet to, to take me away from what I was actually dealing with at the time. Mm-hmm. And then, brother, it got to a point. It got to a point where I I, I couldn't hold it no more, man. All this guilt and all this this um, this betrayal that I was holding on to, all this lying, all this cheating. It got to a point where I said to myself, man, if I don't come clean about what I've been holding on to for two, almost three years, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go right hand down into the next oncoming karma. And I think that I think that's the only way that I can deal with this issue is just to, to no longer be here and just run away from what I've caused. And anyway, it took me a couple of weeks to actually build up the courage to, to, to sit my wife down and tell her. And uh, through that through that period that I was, I was building up the confidence, I was actually preparing myself to leave the family at the same time as well. So I was like, once I tell her, then I've lost my family. Then, then, then we start again and see whatever happens from there. Mm-hmm. So it took me a little while to build up the courage to, 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 to tell her. Anyway, brother, one day I said, to my wife, I said, babe, I think oh, there's something that I need to tell you. I need to sit. I need you to sit down. 
something I need to share with you. I sat it down and I just come clean about absolutely everything. But I had nothing to lose anymore, man. I was, I was sick of lying. I was sick of cheating. I was sick of hiding stuff. So I just let everything, bro, just laid everything on the table. No stone unturned. And this weight that I was carrying for so long, bro, just, just left my body, man. I was like, fuck. All that weight is gone. But then all I had done was sh shifted the weight to her. As you can imagine, me coming clean about being unfaithful and cheating and another daughter to someone else. You can only imagine, bro. She was just, she was on hands and knees, man. I just broke her in half, bro. Just broke her heart. And then so I was sitting in those emotions for a while until she had come good. And then this is the moment that I had actually realized how, how strong and powerful my wife was. After I had told her everything, absolutely everything, and I had nothing to hide, she gets up off the floor, bro. She looks at me and she says, thank you for telling me the truth. Now, what do we do to save our marriage? I was like, hey, you're not supposed to say that to me. I wasn't expecting you to say that to me. My bags are already packed to leave. And so that really set me back on my heels, man. I was like, nah, you look, anyone else would have wiped their hands, bro. And boom, gone, see you later. The wife weathered the storm and she wanted to fix it, bro. After everything that I had done to her, bro, the way that I had treated her, she goes, thank you for telling me how do we fix our marriage, man. And I was like, wow. I was like, I know. Now I know how powerful you are because for all these years, I've been taking you for granted because mm. um, I know that you wouldn't leave anywhere. And then in that moment, I was like, man, you, you are so, you are so strong. Oh, I don't know anyone else that would stay after what I had told you. So anyway, um, we, we decided to try and make it work. And it just got worse, to be honest. We, we tried counselling. We tried to you know, look for professional help and that. And the wife really wanted to, 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 to save the marriage. And to be honest, reflecting back on it now, I wasn't really into it, to be fair. I just thought that was the right thing to do because it was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. but I, my heart wasn't really in it man to be honest um, I had hit rock bottom I was living two separate lives my, my marriage was already on the downer and I was like this is too hard man it's, it's too hard for me to fix it's too hard to save bro so I ran I decided to leave I said no nah. after a couple of months of trying we weren't moving forward we weren't getting anywhere we didn't have the tools that, um, that we needed to sort of deal with the issue that we were going through that I had put us in so I was just like, man, we're going nowhere. I'm leaving. So I, 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 um, I called it quits. I said, I'm done. I don't want to fix this anymore. I'm just going to leave. So I left my wife and my two boys. And they, uh, they were only young, man. I think they might have been only six and seven because they're only, they're only a year apart, maybe seven, eight. Um, and so I left, bro. I left. I just cut all ties. I had nothing to do with them. I had nothing to do with them. I, I started a whole new life by myself. I had no connection with this lady and my other daughter. So I had lost everyone that was important to me, bro, boom, gone. And so I was just living the solo life, just drinking and partying and training. I was never into drugs or anything like that. Um, but just living a single man's life, bro. Had no direction, had no clarity on exactly where I was going. Never found, never found someone like when I was seeking professional help, never really found someone that I connected with that I felt comfortable with. So I was like, if this man, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll do it by myself. I don't, I don't need you. I can do, I can fix this by myself, man. 
and I was still playing a lot of I was still playing a lot of uh, a, a lot of sport. And you know, if we speak about identity, back then I was only ever known as a as a sports person. You know, played played professional rugby, played professional league, um, still play. You know, touch footy at a high level, which I still love. Um, so that was that was my identity. Everyone only ever knew me as this person, so I loved it. I love, you know, I was silent of it. And um, through my career, I guess from a very young age, uh, till the penny drop for me, and I'll, I'll tap into that, that that penny drop moment. I was very egotistic, uh, very stubborn, very st- uh, selfish, very proud, zero accountability. Didn't want to bother it. It was nothing was ever my fault, and that was just the person I had turned into without any self-awareness, had no idea that I was turning into this person. And then uh, what had actually happened, bro, is that I went away. I was playing uh, Touch Footy for Australia at the time. And we had a, uh, we had a, uh, uh, um, uh, a test series against New Zealand. So we went into camp a couple of weeks beforehand. And one of my teammates, I had actually, I, I know this guy, we had said hello to each other, yeah, passing through tournaments and around the around the circle, whatever. Never really connected with him. Thought he thought he was a thought he was a uh, thought he was a dick. To be honest, uh, excuse the uh, excuse the language, brother. Had nothing in common with him. Didn't think I'll ever connect with him. We happened to make the same Australian team rep side, and then he just started talking. He started talking, and all of a sudden, bro, I felt myself just latching onto him, bro. The things that he was speaking about, I could resonate. It was like, that's what I'm actually going through right now. Without him knowing that I'm thinking this, I'm just listening. I was like, man, you're actually answering the questions that I've, I've been searching for these answers. And so I just latched on. And for some reason, bro, I felt really comfortable with him. And I just pulled my heart out. I said, this is me, man. I, I don't know you from a bar soap. We've said hello, hello a few times, but I feel really comfortable if you don't mind me sharing what I'm going through. And he goes, brother, Talk to me. Let's let's communicate. And so I, I found this person, and I'm grateful to this day that I that I had this connection because he was the person that sort of educated me mm. uh, to sort of get myself out of the situation that or that I was in, and to sort of give me direction. Um, and to this day, he's he's still my mentor. You know, if there's things that I uh, that I'm that I'm struggling with, I'll, I'll sort of lean in and reach out to to him. But the thing with it is that he's educated me that that much now that I know so I no longer need him anymore because he's given me all that he can. And I guess that's where that's where the, the, the penny drop moment come. I, I through my separation through the two years, this is where I connected with him. He was teaching me, he was educating me, he was guiding me. And I I, I, I uh, through that two year period, bro, the the the, the two moments that I that I was at my lowest would have been the first five minutes in the morning when I woke up, woke up by myself in the dark, thinking to myself, bro, what the hell have you done, bro? Mm. I hated being alone. I hated being alone. I always had to be around people. I, I was never alone. You know, I come from a big family. Nine of us in our family, and I always had brothers and sisters around. Never had that. You know, never had my wife or my kids. So I was always alone, and I, I never experienced that. So I was always afraid. And having that in my head, didn't want to be here. So I chose to be busy during my days. I'll work as long as I could. As when I finished, I'll go and train and then I'll call someone else. Brother, you want to catch up? You want to hang out? You want to go for dinner? It was like that for two years because I was afraid to be alone. Eh? I was scared to be alone. And then when I come home, 
the last five minutes of, of my day before I was going to bed, I found it really hard to sleep. I was sitting on the edge of my bed again in tears every night, just thinking, you know, what, what the hell are you doing? Because I was really good at wearing a mask, bro, you know, pretending that everything's okay. Yeah, no, I'm sweet. I'm all good, brother. I'm sweet as behind closed doors because I didn't want to be here, to be honest. And then anyway, one morning, bro, one morning, this is after one morning I woke up. I woke up, went through my normal routine, um, and the penny dropped for me, bro. The penny dropped for me, and I, I made a decision then that um, that I wanted to become a better person. I just wanted to be better for me, so I wanted to start putting a lot of time into myself. And then from then, bro, to now, I just learning, growing, trying to be trying to be a better man, be a better person. Um, and like I was saying, my mentor, he, he he gave me all the tools that I that, that I needed to grow and to be better. And um, and that sort of led me to to where I am now. And and, and anyway, the way that uh, me and my wife connected is that. Um, over time, you know, I was learning, I was growing, put a lot of work into myself and she had noticed the change and she knew me better than anyone. And then uh, it got to a point where I would come over and see the kids, um, hang out, spend family time. And I actually missed that, bro. That's when my heart was, was, was aching, bro. Being back in that family environment because I'd missed it so much. Um, you know, and she would come over home. Is it right if I spend time with the boys and she would come over to my place and we'll hang out. And we started to started to feel like a family again. And then um, that happened for like three or four months. And then one, I remember one day my, my youngest boy goes, oh, mom, is it all right if dad stays over? Stayed over. Was weird. Was strange because I hadn't had that for two years. Um, I was obviously sleeping in the lounge and the family were doing their things. And me and the wife just, just started gravitating towards each other. Nothing intimate, nothing sexual like that. Just awesome conversation. And I was like, man, this is, this is really good. Like, we're not married, but for some reason, we're communicating better. And I think she noticed the change in me. Uh, there, there was a genuine change in me. And then we just, over time, we started hanging out more. She would stay with us. I would stay at home with the family. Nothing sexual, nothing intimate like that. And then, um, and then I remember waking up one morning, bro, on my way to work. I stayed here. I stayed in the, our, uh, in the family home that night. I woke up early in the morning. And I just had a moment, bro. I just had a moment. I was in tears. And the wife come down. The wife come down and she hugged me, bro, from the back. She hugged me because I'm a very emotional and affectionate person. That's something that I've never had for two years. And, bro, I just broke down, bro, because it felt I felt safe again. Mm. Had the wife. Well, both of us had a bit of a moment. Like, it was, a, it was tears of joy, like tears of happiness. Mm. And then I remember having a conversation and I said, I said to her, babe, you know, I've, I've come a long way personally in my own, my own growth, uh, my own personal development. And she said, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen, I've seen that, that you've made a lot of changes. And I just said, is there any chance that, is there any chance that we can give our marriage a, another go? And she looked at me after everything that I put her through. And she goes, I never wanted to lose you in the first place. And again, the old, uh, the eyes started sweating, brother. The old eyes started tearing up again and then uh, you know we embraced each other and from that moment till now bro we just uh so we we, we decided to, to to try and save our marriage and so we've been reconciled we reconciled our marriage uh three years ago four years ago and uh we uh rewrote our vows got married for the second time uh would have been about four or five months ago so um 
yeah, it went, it went a massive 360. Uh, been connected again with my wife for four years. We've got another little daughter, uh, Kamaya. She's she's two and a half, and she's she's a blessing for us, bro. She's a blessing uh, for me, anyway. Uh, knowing that, knowing that, she's a reward for the hard work that we've sort of put in mm-hmm. to each other into saving our into saving our marriage, and um, and and so that's that's I guess the story of of how we sort of saved our marriage, and then and then. From there, when we're talking about brothers for brothers, I said to my wife, when we had got ourselves to a, 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 a genuinely happy a happy place, I put a lot of work into myself. She had had to do a lot of work and put a lot of work as well because we're coming from both different sides of the scale. Mm-hmm. And once we had, once we had come together and, and realized that we were in the, a place of happiness, I said to the wife, I said, babe, I feel like we should we should share our story. And I don't know where this comes from, bro. I said, babe, I feel like we need to share our story. And she goes to me, what's your intention behind it? And I just said, I don't know any other marriage or any other couple that has gone through what we've gone through and been fortunate enough to have reconciled and be two, three, four years solid. Um, so what's your intention behind it? I said, well, if we can, if we can educate another couple or another marriage through what we've been through, then happy days. So we decided to share our story. We just shared our testimony. We just went raw on all of our socials. And brother, the amount of responses that we're getting from people that are in our circle that perceive to have an amazing life were the ones that said, bro, thank you for sharing your story because you wouldn't know this, but we're actually going through that ourselves. So by watching your story and by learning how you dealt with certain things has actually helped me fix my marriage and I was like babe look at look at what our story has done man we had no idea that our journey was going to have an impact on someone else and then from that moment bro I realized what my calling was it's just to help someone in some way because I was because I've always only ever been a selfish person I've only ever been about myself I didn't care in the past I didn't care who I hurt or what I had to do to get what I wanted I didn't care who I hurt along the way um, and so when I had realized the power behind sharing our story, I was like, man, I know what my, my purpose is now is just to help someone. Mm. It's just to help. And that's where Brothers for Brothers come from, bro. I had a friend that was going through a divorce and he's big in the church. He was a, a Christian boy. Um, he said to me, bro, you know, we've, we've, we've both done really well, you know, you and your marriage and me and my, my divorce. Um, I feel like we need to just get a, a group of boys together and just go and hang out and, and talk about the stuff because no one does. I never used to speak like this, bro. I always used to lock up. I was taught to be like that. You know what it's like. I was taught to be like that. I never tell a soul about how I was feeling or, or, or share my emotions. So I just rung a few friends. I said, hey, brothers, we're just going to get together on a Wednesday and just go for a walk and just chat. And the and, and it just grew, bro. It just grew. And I wasn't expecting it to, to, to grow like that. We had like three or four brothers just rock up, curious about what it was all about. But what are we doing? What are we here for? I said, bro, we're just going to go for a walk. We just, we'll just, just hang out and chat. And then um, from there, word of mouth sort of went around. And then four, five, and then six, seven, and eight, nine. And all of a sudden, we had all these brothers. And I was like, cousin, what? The, I wasn't expecting this to happen, man. Had no structure about what we we're doing. And then once I realized that these boys actually were looking for a safe and comfortable environment to hang out and share what they were also going through, 
was like, this is what I need to do. I need to create this safe environment where brothers can just lean in and just share whatever they're going through without judgment or expectation. Cause, and that's where it come from, bro, to be honest. Um, that's where it come from. And so we, we, we walked every uh, once a week, every Wednesday, we got together and we just went for a walk. And whatever I was feeling at the time, I would just share and we'll just go open for a conversation. You know, how do you boys feel about vulnerability? You know, what, what does it mean to you? And so as much as it was an awesome opportunity for, for us to walk and, and be, uh, I guess, physically active, I also really made sure there was a point where we just sort of sat down for 10, 15 minutes and just had an open conversation mm-hmm. and got some education from it. Um, and then COVID hit, COVID hit. And then we're just getting momentum. I just felt like we're just starting to roll. The wheels were starting to tick over. And then um, I was like, well, we obviously can't with restrictions. We can't continue our um, can't continue our walks. And I'm not I'm not tech savvy, um, but I learned how to use Zoom. And so I said, boys, look, I, I want us to stay connected. How about we just try a Zoom once a week? So everyone jumped on, bro. Everyone jumped on. And I was like, man, this is mad. I didn't know how this worked. And so we continued. And then... Um, and then I sort of shared it on my social. I said, hey, brothers, look, this uh, where we are uh, just, a, just a, a men's group that sort of get together once a week. If you want to jump in and blah, blah, blah. Then I see brothers from, from South Africa jump on and New Zealand jump on and interstate jump on. And I was like, oh, choice, brother, nice to meet you. How'd you hear about us? Blah, blah, blah. And that's then the, the, the whole Zoom thing. The whole Zoom thing grew. So now we do, now we do Zoom once a week. And then um, for our Sydney-based crew, we do our, our walk and talks every every second weekend, because I, I really uh, I really believe that that face-to-face interaction is, is important. Mm. Uh, as much as this is awesome, um, that face-to-face connection as well is, is is pretty special. It was for me anyway, and I'm sort of only I'm I'm only doing what I was taught when I was going through my my bad patch. Mm. And then um, and then it got to a point, bro, where Zoom has been amazing because it gives us the opportunity to connect with brothers interstate and around the world, I guess. Um, our walk and talks are awesome. Uh, obviously big into to, to meditation and breath work, like you were saying before. It's something that, uh, that worked for me, uh, that I was taught, that I now choose to teach my brothers that are in our little family. And um, just recently, bro, I said to our, to our, uh, to our boys, I said, I, I feel like we need to do something else. I'm just not too sure, not too sure what it was. And there were a lot of people that were sort of reaching out saying, you know, Willie, um, I love what you and your group are all about. There needs to be more of that here on, in Sydney on the beaches where we are. And it was awesome. A lot of people were throwing a lot of love. And to be honest, I didn't know what I was doing because I had no idea. I was just using my, my journey and my experience to try and educate if it did. And then uh, we had a, um, a small little group here reached out to us and said, Willie, you know, we, we love what you do. We want to support you in whatever direction you want to go. And uh, I said to our boys, I think, I said, I think we need to start running our own workshops, bro. Mm. Um, and okay, sweet. All right. Then I was like, man, it was actually a scary thought because then we had to facilitate it ourselves. And I was fortunate enough to have gone to a men's workshop over here. Um, um, and I, I went to this, this workshop. I, 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 it gave me clarity that I was heading in the right direction because I already had my, my men's group sorted before I went to this other group. Just wanted to go and, and check it out and see what it was all about. And we do some, we do things very similar. And I just said to our boys, I think our next step is to, is to, is to, uh, is to host our own workshop. 
So we um, we had our first, we done our first Brothers for Brothers workshop, would have been two weeks ago. Oh. Um, yeah, we had our first workshop, bro. It was it was it was, uh, it was overwhelming, bro. It was overwhelming. We we um, we had a lot of support to to organise an event. I didn't. I'm not that business smart, so I sort of used the networks around us to help us. And um, we we only had a small one. We only had 15 men. Uh, I only wanted a small one because I I feel with a smaller group you can get more deeper. You can get more intimate with the brothers. If if, if it's a bigger it's a bigger crew. It's really hard to throw a lot of time into each individual. So we had 15 and, and, and I knew, I knew when I'm, when I'm in the work, I'm in the work, bro. I know that I can engage and I can, I, I have empathy for the brothers because I've also walked their shoes as well. But I guess the one thing that I was really nervous about, I was confident, mixed emotions, but I was nervous that I didn't have the ability to, I guess I doubted myself a little bit uh, to have the ability to, um, to create that safe and comfortable environment where the boys could be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And um, and the way that we opened up our day, we had a, uh, a traditional Māori uh, welcoming, which is what in our culture we call a pōwhiri, where um, we come together and then we meet each other for the first time. And you have a speaker from from the guest center, which was me, and a speaker from, you know, from our brother's group. And a, it's a traditional, a tradition, a, tra- a traditional Māori uh, welcoming and so we added, added that to our, the structure of our day and uh the, the, that that moment there really created that space and i just felt the boys just just lean in and i was like man we, we've got the boys here we've got the boys here and i've and and, and in, a, in a nutshell brother i've never seen so many vulnerable men in one place bro it was it was overwhelming bro it was beautiful like and um i couldn't we couldn't ask for a better day uh, for our first one mm. um, obviously you know, your expectations are high because you just want things to be good and then I realized I was like you know whatever happens whatever whatever happens it's it's, it's going to be fine regardless and um, yeah very blown away bro had a lot of had a little boys open up and just and just lean in and just show emotion and and and, and be vulnerable um, and I said to to our leadership crew I guess you can call them at the end of the day Make sure you detach your emotions from the brothers. Because remember, you've got to go home to your families, and you can't afford to be holding your your emotions plus everyone else's. So just remember, when we're in it, you know, when you're with the brothers, tell them you love them, tell them you support them, tell them that you can do whatever you can to help them in their journey. But when our mahi is done, when our work is done, make sure you're smart enough to detach your emotion your emotions from that because you need to look after yourself first. Because you can't pull from an empty cup, because that's it, man. So, uh, and so, I guess, bro, I've probably just rambled on too much. We can go obviously a little bit deeper, but that's in a nutshell from my separation to me making a decision to be better, to reconciling my marriage, to starting this group to where we are now talking to you. That's sort of in a nutshell how the journey's gone, bro. So, it's a uh, and, and to this day, I still have moments where I pinch myself. It's and 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 the reason why I do that is because. From where I was, I never asked to be here, but I was like, this is something yeah, that I would never do. You know, it's like, I didn't plan to be here, bro. My my story and my journey, it just sort of, just sort of led me to here. And I, I look back on it and I reflect, bro, and it's like, I'm not, I'm not proud of the person I used to be and the decisions that I had made and what had happened to my marriage. But... I'm grateful that things happened the way that they did because I wouldn't be where I am now talking to you here if I didn't experience what I did back then. 
So the script was already man. written, bro. 100%, the script man. Was already written. I had no clarity. Now I see it. So coming through, being fortunate to have come through and saved my marriage, which is which is which is the ultimate for me, and also finding my my purpose here through that journey. Um, yeah, still very overwhelming, bro. I have to say that is an absolute stunning story, man. And hearing someone, you know, reach rock bottom and, and make the decision to say, "Nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna run away from it anymore. I'm gonna." I'm going to work on myself and that's where it starts. Right. Because we, you, I've got, I've got this theory of like, everything's our, everything's our fault. All right. Yeah. So whoever is making the decision, it's like, right, everything's my fault. Everything's your fault. Everything's that person's fault. Blah, blah, blah. Because there's probably something that you've not addressed within yourself, which then ends up getting shoved onto someone else. Right. And that's the same thing as like what would have happened with, with your marriage, right? There's something that you've, a demon you've not shaken hands with and put to bed and you've kind of just either ran away from it, locked it up, not told anyone, whatever the hell it is. And then it ends up getting shoved onto that other person. And then that just cycles um, hurt, right? And cycles pain. It just like the whole um, cycle repeats. And it's, it's, it's hard. And especially for, you touched on it, with men like are taught, are taught to be this this rock, this solid human being, like this godlike form, you know, like we 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 look back to the Greeks and we've got these chiseled, chiseled fellas that are very philosophical and know how the world works. We look up to Norse mythology and everyone's like big and strong, but you know, Vikings take over the world. We look down here, everyone's like absolutely strong, whether it's physicality, whether it's knowledge whether it is whatever it is we're supposed to be this this rock right and um vulnerability i stand by it is the hardest emotion for a man to to deal with um because it's like all right well pretty much every man all the time feels scared over something whether it is they're going to lose what they have whether it is they're not big enough strong enough fast enough most in, more intelligent, whether they're going to lose their lady or their partner, whether they're going to lose their mm. kids, whatever the fuck it is, it doesn't matter. They're scared of something. And that is on the one hand, great, because it's a great motivator. It, it, it allows you to use that energy in a way that can be constructive, right? So say, for example, you're going to use that vulnerability and that fear within the gym or within work or within work on yourself, blah, blah, blah. However, mm most of the time it goes down the other avenue where it gets a little bit destructive where you're like, right, well, how do I shut off this pain? How do I stop feeling so scared, vulnerable or fearful? I was like, oh, well, I'm going to create this wall, right? I'm just going to shove this wall up and I'm going to shove everyone on the outside of it. And then there you go. It's just like, well, again, you're you're throwing hurt onto other people. It gets really self-centered. You feel like this egotistical, narcissistic piece of shit. You know what I mean? It's just like it it's hard, man. And I I listened to something the other day and it absolutely punched me in the throat. But it was like the hardest thing for a man to do is feel vulnerable amongst other men. Mm. And like you look through history, everything through the history books is written about battles. You know, sure. whether it is gunfights, sword fights, fist fights, whatever it is, gods fighting each other, whatever the hell it is, fiction or nonfiction, it's about battle, right? And it's usually, you know, the men go to war, quote unquote. Yeah, so yeah. you're like, okay, well, I can't, you know, if we have a conversation, no, 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 I can't show that 
I might be dealing with whatever, you know, and then you lock it up and you, you keep a, a pan on the stove for too long. Eventually it's going to boil over and that's yeah, where right. the, the cycle perpetuates and hurts. Usually, usually hurts yeah. our partners and then that will hurt yeah. our family. And then it gets fucking on yeah, from yeah. there, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's true, bro. You know, it, it, it's so true. And when I was early in my journey, uh, when I was early in my journey, I, I thought it was a cultural thing. You know, I, 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 I genuinely thought it was just in our Polynesian culture, uh, you know, that, that, that we were taught that way, you know, very, you know, we, we, we know what, what the, uh, you know, what the, what the traits are, you know, very, very staunch, very stubborn, never, you know, show your emotions, you never cry, it's a sign of weakness, all these kind of things that we already know. Mm -hmm. and, and I was never aware, self-awareness to me kicked in very late. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, and, and then once, once I was on my journey and I realized, man, it's not just the Polynesian culture that struggle. All brothers struggle like this, man. All brothers struggles like this. And so now I understand the power behind um, showing vulnerability. And now I understand the power of being able to communicate openly. That's my way or that's our way of contributing to other men saying that it's okay to, to speak, man. Mm -hmm. that's, that's how I, I feel I can contribute. To, to to other men by saying five if, if wolves is if wolves is, is, is leaning in and talking and, and not holding back and just being totally open and honest about it then it must be okay mm -hmm. you know so that's that's um you know but now i understand it all and i will continue to uh to, to 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 try and lead through our actions and and just encourage other men to uh to 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 jump in or lean in when they're ready it's crazy um, man because i had i had exactly the same thought I was like, ah, maybe it's maybe it's the culture back home. You know what I mean? Like, um, we're we're taught exactly the same thing as you just described. We're taught the, the fucking same thing. It's like, ah, uh, you know, never say how you feel. Keep it in. Blah 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 blah. You are, you know, ten men. And then the, the next thing, you know, like whether it's competition, whether it is growing up in poverty or whatever, whatever it is, it does it doesn't matter. Most people end up fighting. Most people end up getting thrown in jail for gbh all right so yeah, there's, sure. there's a lot of a lot of violence back home because it just escalates and there's no stopping yeah. right so if we we get into a fight and i pull a knife you pull a gun if you pull a gun i'm going to try and kill you and then it's not even yeah. got to a fist fight anymore or a bit of a disagreeance now it's like right we're actually going to try and kill each other so it just escalates yeah. from there and then obviously i came over here um and i was like oh this like piece of heaven given to given to earth which is like absolutely incredible blah 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 i start speaking to people as you do and you, you i'm a very observant person in the fact of naturally an introvert I'm very much inside my head i just class myself as a thinker right i'm just a thinker um and i i think over some things and i, I have conversations with people and i'm like you struggle with the same shit as we do back home and I was like, whoa, hold on a minute. Like this, this like a common trend here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this, this can't be right. Maybe it's not us. Maybe it's not used. Maybe it's just like, what are we doing wrong here? That is, yeah. is like stopping us having the ability to, to feel like it's okay to talk. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel like a, a lot of the problems, if not all the problems in the world stems down to a broken boy, like yeah. them feeling like they, they're not enough. They're scared. You know, they can't open up, they can't cry, whatever it is. Yeah. And then them just lashing out 
you know that's why a lot of them are incarcerated that's why there might be a lot of like broken marriages there might be whatever it is you know like yeah. it's it's crazy man it's everywhere yeah you spoke in agree with you 100% bro. Uh, hearing you understand you and agree with you 100% you spoke about cycle the other day oh, the other day you, you spoke about cycle just 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 a second ago mm. um, and that's something that sat with me for ages and I remember when I, whenever I used to mess up and 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 try and blame someone else for my mistake I was accountability never existed in my world when I you know when I was younger mm-hmm. or even until I, until I decided to make a shift um, I always used to blame my dad every time I used to get in trouble. And I was just like, you're the reason why I make these mistakes. I seen you do it. So I was thinking it was okay, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm in trouble and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And so every time I used to F up or, 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 or get into trouble, it's like, dad, you're the reason why I'm in this situation because I seen you do it. So I naturally just follow you, you know, monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. But then once I had realized that the way that he treated me was he was only treating me the way that he knew how from my grandparents. And so when we speak about a cycle, all these, all these things like drinking and smoking and, 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 and not, not expressing your feelings and showing emotions and that it's not, it's not my father's fault for the way that I turned out. He was just doing what he was taught. So it goes generational back that way. And now that I'm aware of that it's my, I made a decision a long time ago to be the person in my family to break that cycle now and having two boys on my own i've got to be very careful of how i speak to them i've got to be careful of how i discipline to them don't discipline like this anymore because that's how i was taught yep. discipline through communication so all these things become all these things become a daily grind uh, no not even a grind you know i made a decision to break a cycle so i continue to do that every day and it's something that i used to do consciously but because I've been grinding away at it, I do things subconsciously without thinking now. And I've, and and this is this is this is confidence speaking, not ego speaking. I think I'm getting it. I think I, I think I'm getting it right. Um, you know the way that I, I speak. I don't yeah. So, but it, it's it's a challenge. That's 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 yeah. That I've that I've decided to to be that person in my family in our generation to break that cycle that was passed down. So. So my, uh, you know, so my two, my two sons and my, and my daughters don't have to, um, to go through sort of what we went through, what I was taught anyway. Mm. So it, um, it's yeah. hard as well, right? It's a unique opportunity to be able to, to be able to break that cycle. It's such an honor and be like, well, you know, you get that task and that task is a, is a beautiful and amazing one. And obviously if you accomplish that task, like you couldn't even ask for more out of your life. You know what I mean? You'd be like, I have literally helped the entire bloodline going forward and everyone they come encounter with and, and end up being a leader towards or a mentor or advisory or whatever. It's like you have passed on knowledge then rather than just, you know, the back of a hand. But yeah. at the same time, you know, that like hurt child within you is like, well, hold on a minute. I got the shit kicked out of me. And got like nothing in, in in terms of like, um, you know, helping out or leadership or anything like that. And it was just like, well, if I didn't get that, why why do you get that? You know what I mean? It's it, that that jealousy comes in. I'm telling you, bro. There's days where I want to go old school too, cuz. Yeah, man. Sometimes I want to go old school, bro. But then you know, I, I realize now if I do, that's a uh, it's a selfish decision. 
because uh, yeah. you're not serving anyone but myself. 100%. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a challenge, but love it, you know, because it keeps me it, it keeps me accountable, mm. uh, keeps me honest. Um, so happy days, bro. Happy days. That's why I, I relate to that so hard. Um, couldn't relate to it anymore. Basically, like I said, back home, everything is the, the first emotion is aggression. And the only emotion is aggression. Like you rip the head off anything and make sure the, you're the only one standing type stuff. And if anything yeah. goes that way, like whether, uh, you know, jealousy plays a part where you see someone who might have been born on greener grass than you, you know what I mean? Like, bit of a wealthier family or more opportunity or whatever the fuck it is. It doesn't matter. You know, you're all dealt a, um, well dealt a hand. Like if, I'm, if, we're, yeah. if we're playing poker and I get dealt a two and a seven off suit and you get pocket aces, am I going to like start throwing fists? I was like, no, that's yeah. the game. You know, like we we sat down to play a game. Like we're, mm. the life is a game, you know, it's just got to have fun while we're doing it. And yeah, yeah I catch good. myself sometimes, man, when it's just like, I'm like fucking fuming. And I'm like, well, hold on a minute. Like, it ain't their fault. I was like, what, what, why are you being aggressive? Like, or why inside, internally, are you being aggressive and you want to end up fucking smacking someone? You're like, that ain't, that ain't the way, man. Like, use your goddamn words, you know, talk to people. And then you end up feeling, uh, you end up finding out that their grass ain't as green as you thought. Mm. You know, they might, they might be so much further along with, say, for example, finances. But mm. yet they feel disconnected from their friends or whatever it mm. is. It's just like, yeah, man, yeah. using the words and that that self self work is the hardest yet the best thing anyone could ever do. Hundred percent. Yep, I agree. I agree with you, bro. And it's so rewarding too, you know. And and that's something that I've learned through my journey as well. Is, is you know, it's 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 okay to show myself some love. You know, we speak into self love all the time. You know, we speak about we speak about giving love to others, um, but and saying that you can't give it to others if you don't have it for yourself. You know, we said that before. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup. Um, and I have, my, I still have my moments. It's like, man, I'm really proud. Like, I, I really am, bro. I'm proud of myself, of, of how far I've come. And I, I just have those moments, you know, in my in my in my meditation, which I'm I'm big into. That's that self love for me. Um, yeah, I still pinch myself for every now and then, thinking, oh, you've done, you done okay, bro. You've done all good, man. And, yeah, I, I um, think the story's incredible, man. And, and the rewarding thing, thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. It's the, the journey. It's a journey. You know, we're, we're still going. We're still going. And, and the beautiful thing about it now, bro, is that um, me and my family have a connection with my other daughter. Uh, mm. We have a connection with her mum. And so we're heading down that, 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 that journey now. She knows... She knows that we're here. She knows that she has stepbrothers and and, and, and a stepsister. And so um, I'm glad that we have that connection because that's part of our journey. It's part of our growth. And we're sort of heading in the right direction slowly, bro. We're just, uh, just taking one step at a time. Yeah, man. Like life's a journey, you know, like happiness is a journey, not a destination. Like if we're, we're always searching for that, that one thing that's going to make us happy, like once you get there or, or attain it, there's always going to be yeah. something more, right? Like, I, I, I'm quite spiritual. I'm a quite spiritual person, and I, I like to, <clears throat> I like to burn a lot. I like to burn a lot of things, like physical yeah. things, um, mainly because it, it reminds me of like it doesn't matter. Like, no matter what the outcome is, it doesn't necessarily matter. It's like the journey to to get there. You know what I mean? 
Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of blessed because my memory is so bad, so I'll forget about it anyway. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, oh, it doesn't really matter what I what I do. You know, as long as something gets passed on, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, what awesome. what other stuff do you do apart from like meditation? I've I've recently started getting into that, and I uh, I really take a lot from it. Calms me, calms yeah. me a lot. Yeah, so meditation has taught me personally. Um, meditation has taught me to um, uh, to always just be in the moment. Like I'm, I'm, I'm always very present. Mm. I, I choose to only be present. I know that uh, you know if, if if you think too far ahead, it brings anxiety. Yep. If you think about what happened in the past, it can sometimes bring depression. Yeah. But if you have the ability just to stay in the moment, like here you have so much more clarity. So I try and do things moment at a time. I always try and just be in the present. And that's what meditation does for me. Um, I don't really stress that much. Uh, I'm very aware of that. But if I do have a, if I do feel like I have a moment, I might just tap into, you know, 10 minutes of guided meditation or something because it really helps me. It might not, it may not help everyone else, but it sort of recenters me, brings me back to, uh, brings me back to myself and I'm able to go again. Um, and so I tap into meditation quite a bit. Um, I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm big into, into breath work as well. Our boys do a lot of uh, uh, holotropic stuff, which brings a lot of emotion for us. Mm. Um, my first experience into breath was, 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 was out-of-body experience, which was amazing. Mm. Um, and so we, we, yeah, we, 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 we breath work, we meditate. We, um, uh, we're very big into our culture, uh, very big into my Māori culture. And, and you would see, on you know some of the content that we share, I, I speak a lot, um, missing home a lot to be honest, which is why I'm sort of reconnecting with with New Zealand. Um, so we pray a lot, also you know, in, in our language and our Maori language, um, and we just want to we just gather as much as we can together all the time. You know, we, we we hang out because the thing about the thing about with our group, bro, with our group, bro, it's not so much a men's mental health group as much as we sort of tap into those topics like vulnerability, accountability, self-love, ego, as much as we tap into those things during our, our, our serious conversations, I like to see us as more of a brotherhood, as more of, more of a family. Um, you know, by no means are we any professionals. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not a professional at what I do. I just choose to use what I've learned through my journey to sort of try and help others. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much a men's mental health group, it's just a brotherhood, it's just a family. And to be honest, the dynamic of our group has sort of changed where there's been a lot of boys from, from NZ, from home, uh, that move over here with no family, blah, blah, blah. And they just see what we do and they sort of just latch on and they're like, man, I miss home. You know, I miss my brothers and sisters, mum and dad. I don't have family here and I see what you do and I'm missing that sort of connection. So um, that, that's that's what we sort of more are. It's just, just, just a whanau, just a family, bro. Um, and if we can educate each other along the way, then happy days, because that's education is most important to me. It's awesome to hang out and to, 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 to crack jokes and whatever, but we need to be able to educate each other so we can use those tools. And one thing that I share with my boys is that just imagine we've got like a, a toolbox of life. And uh, what we want to try and do is try and grab as many life tools as we can to throw in our kit. So whenever we get ourselves stuck in a situation, it's like, hang on, brother, I need to reach into the bag. All right, I need to use patience here. I need to be patient. And I just said to them, I said, like, the more tools you have in your bag, the more equipped you're going to be when life throws you challenges. So you speaking, if, if you're speaking into something and I'm like, wow, oh, that's mad. I like that. I'll take that from you and I'll add it to my kit. So 
I know what to use next time. And I just think you know, the, the, the more knowledge and wisdom we have, uh, you know, the more tools that we have in our, in our toolkit, you know, the better we are when, uh, when life throws us challenges, bro. So in terms of our group, it's more, I like to, I like to use the word whānau, which means family, mm. brotherhood. It's not so much a mental health group, bro. Even though we speak into it, um, more of a family, bro. Well, that's, that's what it's all about, man. Like creating that <clears throat> that family connection of being like, you know, like back home, loyalty is a, is a big thing, you know, and um, yeah. most of the time, you know, we say family comes first because real friends are family. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what it is, right? It's like a, a ride or die type of family. It's like, all right, what, whatever you need. Do, do we need to crack jokes? Wicked, let's crack some jokes. Do we need to go for a coffee? Let's go for a cof- coffee. Do we need to get real serious? And go like, right. Let's get real vulnerable. Let's cry in front of each other. Let's get it all out. And it's like, right, okay. Now we can go serve our mates. Now we can go serve our family a lot better because we have dealt with with whatever is deep inside. You know what I mean? It's like it's a ride or die community. It's a ride or die family, and that's that's what it's all about, man. Love it, bro. Um, and you know, the, the, the more. The more brothers that uh, you know that you can, and, and, and it's, it's it's not a numbers game to me. It generally isn't about a numbers game. The, the, whoever needs the work, um, they will latch on when they're ready. You know, so it's not so much about trying to get as many brothers involved with, with what you're doing. It's not even about that. It's about it's about education. It's about growth. It's about whoever needs to hear something, brothers. I'm here to share. If you feel like you need to take it from me, grab it, bro, and apply it to your life, man. But become a better person. Learn mm. from your mistakes, you know, whatever, and that's that's just 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 big into family, bro. That's us, man. Hundred percent, man. And I I have I feel it coming over here as well. Like it's it's beautiful. You, you you see the culture around. Like you feel it in the in the way society runs in in places in places it, it it falls off, and that's that's everywhere. You know, in the world, like some places loses its identity a little bit or or whatever. You know. Um, and it's it's stunning, man. Like just the sense of, oh, you're going through shit. I might not know who you are, but you're going through shit. Okay, cool. Like we're all gonna band behind you because you're a human being, and you yeah. you you need a little bit of help right now. And that's that's what it that's what life's about. You know, like you go to the ocean, the tide will come in and go out twice a day. You know, you just gotta ride those waves. And sometimes people yeah. are in a peak. Sometimes people are in a trough. And like when you're in a trough. Offering a helping hand, you know, it's all right. Stand back up. I got you, man. Because you'll do the same for me. And it's that sense of, yeah, that sense of family, man. It's it, it's stunning. That's it. Yeah, love that, bro. So good, cause so good. Love it. Mate, I may. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna send you a book. Because okay. I I absolutely, well, I love what you're doing. Um, and it kind of touches, kind of touches on it. It's my book. All right. Maybe it's a shameless plug whatever it's it's a gift you know um if you like it you like it if you don't it'll be cool on your bookshelf i guess um poetry man like that's uh, that's one of my outlets um i similar to you i had an identity of of training of of playing sports um and then when that kind of got took away from me from from injury i'm like what the fuck do i do now type stuff you know um yeah. and then no idea how to write or anything like that. But anyway, I started I started writing some things down, scrap piece of paper. And like I said, I used to burn them. I used to burn them straight away. 
wouldn't even read them back. You know what I mean? Like the amount of poems I've lost um, and ideas I've lost just because I've burnt them and it's gone. But for me, yep. it's a it's a way of like processing emotion. It's a way of um, dealing with some pain. It's a way of um, shaking hand of a demon, you know. And uh, again, daily challenge. Wake up every day with the intention of, okay, I'm going to like deal with my shit, you know. And um, some days, some days you're losing 2-1 at half time. You know, and you're like, well, I'm getting the, the absolute shit kicked out of me today, you know, but it, you've, you've got to be like, nah, it's all right. Let's shake it off, dust it, dust it off. Let's go up. Let's go again. And um, yeah, like um, I'm going to send you one as a gift. Awesome, bro. Oh, that's that's beautiful, Kaz. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll jump in it, man, and I'll, uh, I'll give you some, some constructive feedback. Hey, yeah. Appreciate it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, bro. Love it, hey. man. Love it. I... I listen to your story all day, mate. I seriously, seriously appreciate your time. And um, I think it's one of the most enlightening conversations I've had in a long time. And it's also, it it's beautiful to be part of some uh, something like a conversation where someone's just open. You know what I mean? Not like, oh no, I've got to try and be macho and put one over on this fellow and feel like they've got to be the alpha or blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, no. The true alpha doesn't need to to prove himself, you know what I mean? Like, I relate back to lions, right? Everyone's got a tattoo of lions because they're trying to be, you know, this big macho thing. I'm like, do whatever you want, right? But at the same time, I relate back to lions because there's this picture I saw, it must be like 10 years ago, and I've never forgotten it. And it was like um, the, the lioness was sat down and the lion was behind her, basically just yep. like, just prowling over the top like you could just see his eyes so it's like look this lioness is going to rip the shit out of everything doesn't need any support doesn't need any help is an absolute warrior however mm. just in case yeah yeah, the lion yeah, yeah. can step up you know what i mean just in case yeah. like silent but deadly type stuff and um yeah. it's it's just an honor to be part of a conversation where it's like you know what we we all fuck up man we yeah. all we all make mistakes and we and we all make some royal mistakes sometimes. Um and to be yeah, be part of a conversation where someone's just turn around and be like, you know what? Now I ain't gonna take my own shit anymore. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a decision every single day to be like, nah, let's move forward. Let's take the you know, sometimes you gotta take the L and the L is a lesson. All right, yeah, and now let's let's take that L and go forwards. Um absolutely. We need more of it, mate. I really, really appreciate your time. Nah, no dramas at all, Kelly. Um, yeah, uh, nice, you know, nice, nice to meet you. I love our connection, bro. Thank you for uh, for what you do and using your platform to sort of raise awareness in the space. I think it's really important. Uh, I think both of us are doing a, a great job to sort of contribute to that. Mm. Uh, keep going, bro. Encourage you to keep uh, keep tapping into this space. I, you know, I'll do my best also over here to sort of raise awareness as well for our brothers that need to hear it. Um, keep doing you, man. I'd love to, uh, I'd definitely love to stay connected and, and, uh, yeah, and just stay in touch as we, uh, you know, as, as we continue to grow in our own little journeys, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'll, uh, I'll hop over the pond and, uh, I mean, you'll have an incentive to come back over, over to Christchurch. hundred percent. 100%. Now I've got to switch off and go and uh, do uh, school pickups, bro. All right, man. You you go look after the family. Let's get a, let's get a photo before. Let's get a photo before you uh before you shoot off, my man. All right. 
Get those shuckers up there, brother. Love it. <laughs> Get those shuckers up there. Now, nah, awesome, awesome, bro. Thank you for your time, cuz. Thank you for uh, for reaching out. Let's uh, let's stay connected, brother. Yeah, man. Always appreciate it. Love it bro. Much, much love right. to you, bro. Peace and love, man. Thank you, brother. Peace.